guys are Ben Trevojevic here from the Manly Seagulls. Here comes through Luai. The Super Coach Experience podcast is one of the best podcasts going around, boys. Keep doing what you're doing, and yeah, I just want to say what a podcast. Go the Mighty Eagles. Hey lads, you and Aiken here from the New Zealand Warriors. Hope you have a big year with the Super Coach Experience podcast. What is up, guys? Welcome to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Savage Turbos. And yes, it is time. It is time for... Yes, we always play that song in the first buy of the year, every single year for about three or four years now. So uh, I'll start off the intro with Mikey, uh, the coach of Trip Jack and Mafia. Mikey, it's been a few weeks since uh, I've been on the pod and a few weeks since I've caught up with you. Since the last time I've spoken to you, you've come in hot. Yeah, man, it's uh, good to be back onto the podcast with you. Um, we play that all the time in Byron, and I forget about it every time. Like, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it today, but very relevant. Um, I'm excited. I'm a bit puzzled. Like, it's, it's, it's a hard place this week because I think there's a lot of big decisions. And, um, yeah, you'll hear me blabbing on the pod today just with, with my kind of thoughts because I'm kind of torn into two. But, yeah, um, yeah, coming in hot, uh, big 12.58. And, like, to be honest, it was a really underwhelming week. Like, I didn't think my team performed that well, but it just so happens that everyone else sucked. So um, I got 12.58 with Captain Hines, um, very close to pulling a Tedesco or Cody Walker captaincy trigger, but just keep feeling that, no, this isn't the week to do a pod route. Like, I'm just trying to stick with the pack for now and not try to go for a big move to blow out. I'm just trying to make little moves, and that's working. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ranked at 2,200, man. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I think this could be one of my biggest, um, comebacks ever. Like just the tactics I did to push myself from like 40,000 to get to where I am now. Now I'm, I'm at this rank perfectly for the buy time. So I think that's why, um, I'm tempted to do what you normally do, Sabs and, just fucking pump through the trades and really try and flip high numbers. But this year I'm thinking something a little different, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at and I'm hoping uh, in this next three to four week period I can crack into the top 1,000 and catch up to you guys, which I'm slowly doing. And uh, the other co-host on the panel here, the coach of Kiss My Behinds, welcome to the top 1,000. Jake, how are you? Yes, it's been good. It's taken me 12 rounds, but uh, I've joined Savs and Tim Moody in the top 1,000. Uh, I'm coming off a 12-13. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's the last couple of rounds have been good. I've kept, you know, increasing my rank. And uh, I'm unlike Mike, I'm looking a little bit better for this round. I didn't lose too many um, players for this buy, and I have a decent amount of numbers. So hopefully I can uh, hold some trades and navigate my way through these buys and hopefully, um, you know, keep increasing my rank. 
Timmy is now 320th. Uh, he, I think he's less than 10 points in front of me. I'm 330th. Um, so it's very tight up the top there. Um, myself, I scored 1,105. Uh, Captain Hines again. Uh, Mikey, as a Hines captain, he didn't look... He didn't look threatening at all, but a 51, uh, considering that game, I'll take it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good score for considering, like, I understand why we all did it, and the reason I didn't want to take it off him, Indigenous round, points bet stadium where he averages 108. To me, it was a no-brainer. I was too risky not to follow the pack on this one. Um, I didn't think... I, I, thought it, I, I actually compete. don't think it was following the pack. I think uh, up the f- top, a lot of people Captain Cleary. I think you'd find a lot of people just kept the Camp on high from a few weeks ago. So, yeah, um, I, I really, he was still the highest. I really thought it was going against the grain of things, but um, yeah, it, it just wasn't the route to go, was it? Uh, we're lucky that Cleary did the same, so it didn't really, you know, close too much or make too much of a gap. So, uh, it is, it is what it is. I just didn't expect Roosters to do what they did, and these are the curveballs that we're going to deal with in Supercoach. Go ahead, say it. Savs. Yes. Do you have uh, Do you have Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's even funny about it? It's the same player does this to him every year. There's two components: one not owning Tedesco most of the time, and the other component is Turbo. Uh, yes, shuffling around Turbo. Yeah. But so Savs, I, mate, you, I, I, you can't I, laugh too hard. You're in a Good spot, man. I'd be comfortably uh, inside the top 100 had I not made that move a couple of weeks ago, but I knew the risk I was taking when it was happening. Um, Guys, how many do we have for round 13? I'll start with you, Jake. Uh, It was going to be 15, but um, Viliami Valletta uh, picked up some random injury and he's not playing this week, so I've got 14. Uh, I'll be using one trade and that will give me 14 uh, for this round. Mikey? I didn't even see that Bellamy Valea thing. You, you got to be kidding. Um, I barely looked at team list, so I'm now down him, and I'm now down Snyder. I'm down to ten without any trades, which is I'm, I'm not happy about it. But I really don't want to trade. I might make one, but I think making a trade just because you want to get your numbers up isn't worth it if you're going to target and go hard for the next buy. Because to get another player, you've got to sell someone that you're probably happy with or not ready to sell yet as they played this round. So. I'm finding it a very tough round so far. I'm going uh, – I've got 14 at the moment. Uh, uh, I was looking at 16 if I didn't have Cotter and, and Burb – if I had Cotter and Berber playing, but obviously not. Um, so I've got 14. Pretty happy with that. That's with trading twice this week. Um, this week I'm getting in Nat Butcher and Joey Manu. Um, Joey Manu was in my side all week last week until I realised I had no players playing on 3 p.m. on Saturday. So I traded in for Reese Walsh, which um, – I'm, I'm pretty happy about it anyway. I think Reese Walsh is a nice pod leading into this round, playing an understrength manly this this Saturday. Um, although Gerbo has missed out on that origin side, so not as understrength as they have been in the past. Um, Mikey, what are your trades th- you know, you're holding? Uh, my plan before I saw, so everything was going to, like, I'm going to have a bit of a spill here, but everything was um, high, like kind of going around what happens, like if Snyder doesn't like, I knew Snyder was a 50-50, but I just didn't want to sell just in case he played. Uh, could be a late inclusion still, but um, yeah, I wanted to make no trades. The main reason I wanted to is to get to where I have gotten. 
I've had to use so many trades. I've used three boosts, I've got two left, and I've only got 18 trades. So realistically, if I try and boost my numbers, I think 12 was a good number, 11 or 12. If I use two or three to try and do that, I'm down to 15. I then have six for the next buy round. I then have to use a good eight or nine to fill that, and I've got nothing left for the run home. So a bit of me is just going to take a bit of a hit. Um, and I think that hit can be made up for if I field good numbers for the next buy round and then use that for the run home because saving two or three trades in this round when most people use a lot, I think that can catch me up to where I should be with trades. If I stick where I am and only have 18 left over, I'm happy with that after this buy round. Um, but a part of me now with Snyder out is wanting to do one of two things, screw this buy, take a risk and go Ezra Mam, and that's going to build cash. And if Ezra Mam holds a starting spot next week, that's one less trade I have to do. I want, I'm going to boost next week to get three guys. Um, I mentioned it on Ado's podcast, shout out to him, that um, just the Campbell Graham, Alex Johnston, Zach Lomax, all those three are going to be hot properties next week if you don't own them. Their break-evens are also going to be super low. So it's me trying to make a plan to hit two of those three immediately and to do that. Got to make some money. So snided him, but also a side of me wants to just burn one trade. And I've been hyping him up to go Kurt Falls. Now, Kurt Falls will most likely kick goals, I'm predicting. Uh, I say it all the time. He's basically a Nathan Cleary clone. You know, I, I believe basically this, this understrength Panther side can get a big win over the Bulldogs at home. I think he'll have a, a good score in him. Um, the best part about that, too, is if Nathan Cleary doesn't play and they rest him and Luai, I would have a hand-in-hand replacement in Kurt Falls anyways. It's just I'd have to burn a trade maybe the week after to then go to Mam if he's not a trade. But i just got to work out if it's worth it. I'm willing to burn one trade, but that could be a super pod move because I don't think too many will do it. I've just got to get around my head around whether or not it's worth it for the one extra number. I do like it. Kurt Falls has been on the radar for a long time. Uh, never looked like he was going to get an NRL start, but uh, this week he's confirmed Friday. He's a gun goal kicker. He's n- probably nearly better goal kicker than Cleary. They kick exactly the same. Um, so if you're, wor- kicking game too. if you're worried that Crichton and Cleary out, don't because Kurt Falls is gun goal kicker. Um, Jake, what are your trades this week? Uh, my one trade is going to be Arrow to Toe Harris. It was going to be David Fafita, but he's out for two to three weeks. Just seems to be injury prone, that bloke. Um, so I'm going Toe Harris. Um, hasn't looked, I said on Sunday, hasn't looked too good. Um, but, I mean, the Toe who have passed, he's going to potentially go, you know, 65, 70 points playing big minutes. Um, just hopefully he gets back to that. Um, and he's not really going to be affected by origin at all, where some players might, you know, be rested next week or the week after. Tohu's not going to have that problem. I don't know about Tohu, Mikey. Mikey, I think um, Angus Crichton is probably more of a, a appealing buy. Do you have Angus Crichton? Yes, me and Mikey do have him, so that's why. Yeah, I mean, fair if enough. I didn't have Angus Crichton, 100% yeah. Angus Crichton will be my, my first player. Uh, so I'm actually not getting in Angus Crichton this week. Um, I'm going that butcher instead because I want someone to be able to flip over to a Isaiah Papalihi type player um, in between the buy rounds. Um, and that butcher is the perfect one who can score very similar and has a negative break even. So uh, he'll he'll make the money leading up to it. Angus Crichton saved by a try assist on the weekend, um, but you you could say the same thing about Nat Butcher who scored a try. That's true. But Nat Butcher is 100k cheaper. That being said, 
100K is not that much in the scheme of things. So, And Angus Crichton is a potential keeper for the rest of the season. So um, I'll, I'll definitely think about that one. And Nat, Nat Butcher's also named at lock this week. Took yeah. the on the edge. Oh, that's good. That's very yeah, good for me. To think about uh, but I, I think Crichton is an absolute... Great buy this week. 530000 is cheap as chips for him. Uh, Mikey, let's go through the games. First game is on Thursday night. Uh, we only got four games to preview, so let's go through it. Titans versus the Cowboys. This is a game regularly. I would target the outside backs for the Cowboys, an attacking player, because uh, the Titans are missing Tino and Fafita. But nothing is really appealing there. Maybe the Hammer... At centre at two hundred eighty thousand, what do we think, guys? See, the, I'm going to be real vanilla with most of them. I don't think it's worth just wasting a trade for a, a short term option because there's so many good options coming up for the next one. Um, he could turn out to be good, like, but uh, it's it's a tough one. Like, he he got picked in that extended Origin squad. Um, I think you could do a lot worse, but. It depends. Like maybe some people now want to not be patient with Ayala. Don't know how long he's out for, and they might want to flip him to Hammer to get an extra number. Yeah, that that could be be a go. But I'm not too much of a fan of him. What do you think, uh, Jake? I think it's not really because there's heaps of other options. He's a genuine downgrade option at the moment. Yeah, two fifty k. But like Mikey said. At centre, I mean, you go back to wing probably next week going forward. And yeah. last week he got 22. The week before he played, what, 70 minutes and got 15. I mean, we saw even in previous years, he does not have the base. Um, he does need tries. And a lot of the tries are off kicks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I mean, it'd, it'd be nice to go him if it was maybe earlier on in the season. But if we're trying to save trades, I don't think bringing in the hammer, you're going to have to get rid of him in a couple of weeks anyway. So. Yeah. And uh, with my side, with my side, I don't even have a centre wing that's not playing round thirteen to sell to, unless it's Lomax. So, um, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, we've got Jason Taumalolo named. That's huge. Um, but on the other side of the park, Bo Firma is named, and he was uh, ruled out earlier in the week for two to three weeks with a PCL or, or a pec or something. Bo Firma. No, he, what, he, what do you he was just in doubt. I don't think it was ever confirmed that he, um, like, he was confirmed two to three. We know Fafita was, but Firma was kind of in doubt. They had a couple. They had Sarko, Masters, and there was another player that was in doubt as well. But it looks like they've all been named. Um, at, at least they are the first game, um, so it doesn't. It's not going to really affect us much. We can wait until that Thursday night and then and then react to the hour before. Yep. Um, I guess Firma, if you have him, you're going to. Like cheering, but I uh, don't think he's a player you're going to really bring in. I think there's much yeah. better options for this week to waste or use your trades on. <laughs> to uh, waste your trades on. He, he could be laid out as well. I corrected um, myself. I corrected Mo Fodawaka and Jared Wallace named to start. They could be potential downgrade options for someone like Josh King if you want someone who can be a bridge to someone in the round 17 buy. Uh, Mikey, what do you think of them guys? Fodawaka I like when he gets the minutes because he's got a good PPM work rate. I was looking at him in a couple of weeks back just in case he didn't make the side. So I don't hate it if you want a number in the front row. And Jared Wallace, we know he's just got a knack of scoring a try for a front row. Like he, he can find the line. Um, 
yeah, probably the same thing again though. I don't know if it's worth a trade. Like I'm just, yeah. If if you've got some stacked trades up and you really want to boost your numbers, um, yeah, I I could understand the Fodawaker move. But yeah, Fodawaker really quietly has been. Uh, Bit of a gun this season. So he scores 56, 40, 42, 70, 42, 40. Oh, they're terrible scores. Yeah, uh, oh yeah it's, it's the minutes. Well, the games he gets big minutes, he and, gets good scores. And he and will, I'm not willing to gamble on that. And he will get big minutes, and he's got a 55 break even. So, I mean, it could be a play if you're willing to flip him quite quickly. Yeah, 500K, though, I, I think... The fact that Tino comes back in and takes seventy minutes off off that middle rotation, that he's he's not really going to be a play. And I think when we get to the Raiders game, I think there's probably a much better f- um, front row forward to bring in other than Mo Fodawaker. And it's uh, very similar round. price, yeah. Um, all right, moving on. There's, I guess, there's not much in that game. I mean, Scott Drinkwater with a twelve last week against Penrith. Would he be someone you're targeting who does have high upside? <laughs> Mikey, you're, you're already not, saying you're screaming no, Mikey. Uh, not not with the twelve in his rolling average now. Nah, it's it's it'd be a waste. Like it would have been good to jump on him before he went in that good run, and we we're talking about him a couple of weeks ago. But for those that jumped on, you'd be happy having him for a game like this. Like he could be a potential pod VC option because he does have a pretty decent ceiling. So um, there is mass changes in the Cowboys. So this is really going to test them too. I think this game could go either way. Uh, because, yeah, the Cowboys have lost quite a few players and Titans are missing their captain. So this will be an interesting one. I definitely think Titans can upset the Cowboys here. And before before we move on, Sav, just on Drinkwater, um, he's the sort of player you're not going to – you're going to bring him in. The Cowboys have a pretty good draw up until round 17, so you can bring him in. Um, and he's a player, I guess, you hope to score well from here up to 17, then you can flip him to someone um, or even – Considering all you know to the run home and maybe when Pappenhausen gets back over to him, but um, yeah, it's kind of awkward because he got such a massive break even and scored poor last week that you kind of wanted him earlier on when he was really dirt cheap. He's kind yeah. of at an awkward price right now. Yep, I agree. Uh, moving on to the next game, Penrith versus Bulldogs. There's mass changes here. Robert Jennings into the centres. Charlie Staines on the wing. Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan come in. Um, we've also got. Chris Smith on the edge, Eisenhuth at lock, and Spencer Lino and Jamin Salmon on the bench. Mitch Kenny on the bench as well. On the other side of the park, Josh Adakar on the wing. Uh, any of us interested by him? Um, it, I mean, it, we think Angus Crichton is a smoky to absolutely blitz it this week, then Josh Adakar has to be in the conversation. The difference with those two players is Angus Crichton plays for the Roosters and Adokar plays for the Dogs. Um, and I think, and he's an outside back. And this is a testament to NRL players to not sign with the Dogs because you, you, if you've got an origin spot, it's going to be up for contention if you don't perform. Um, but, yes, I, I agree with you. Jacob Kraz, uh, what are we thinking of the Jacob Kraz trade in, guys? Uh, are we a bit disappointed that, you know, we sold TAS for him? Oh, not 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 entirely. It's an extra number. Um, he still made a nice profit of. Uh, he's at two fifty six k. He's playing again this week with another uh, so minus twenty seven. Okay. So if you can jag a try and some attacking stats, which I'm sure he can. Um, 
but 61, it's another 61K that we could make. Uh, so if you can get rid of that 300,000, I'm happy just to, if he's just a short-term play and we could flip him to uh, another player or downgrade to another cheapie. Like, I'm not ruling out not going back to TAS if there's a long-term injury from the South, um, if that's going to generate money and get my numbers up for the next buy. But, um, yeah, with with crowds, it, it is what it is. Like, uh, most people jumped on. So uh, we're still making a bit of money and we can decide what we're going to do later. For yeah, t- and I, I think... I think he showed enough in the first two games that, you know, he, he does have a bit of upside. Um, he was one pass away from a double on the weekend. Um, yeah, I really scored, didn't so. want to freaking pass it. I mean, yeah. he's still got 29 doing absolutely nothing. And at bottom dollar, you take that. And he's still, you know, potentially going to make a bit more money um, quite quickly. So, yeah, I... I don't think anyone should regret that trading last week. 100%. Uh, for Tyler Mariner, he's in the starting side. Max King starts again, which 63, that is, uh, it's absolutely amazing that we can rely on him. Um, he's not an urgent sellout after 14, but I think between 14 and 17, he might be a target to sell out. Um, no TPJ. Did any of us jump on TPJ? I think, no, luckily, I think the suspension thing kept me off him. Uh, he'd be someone I would have jumped on for a one-week play, but it, it's too hard to waste a trade on a player like that because you can guarantee that you're almost going to not be able to keep him for the rest of the year even if you wanted to. So uh, it's it's horrible to own a player like that. It's detrimental to your side when you really need him because we found most years round 14 is just as hard as round 13. So be prepared for a lot of these origin guys not to back up. I agree. Um, is there anyone we're targeting from this? Uh, Matt Dufty with the 91 last week. <laughs> he, he's a buy-around buy round specialist against, uh, against Penrith. I mean, both fullbacks, Dylan Edwards with a ton last week. Is there someone we can target in this game for the upside? Uh, personally, I, I don't... 100%. Yeah, I, I see yeah. a lot. I, yeah. think I think if you you got to... Yeah, go, go Jake. Yeah, I, th- I think Dylan Edwards, he, um, a lot of people only have one fullback at the moment or they're playing a, a centre-wing fullback currently at fullback. So I think Dylan Edwards is a is good enough. I wouldn't be going near Duffy just on the fact that the Bulldogs are, are poor. Um, but uh, another player who um, I've seen a bit of in the comments, uh, Matt, Matt Burton, he's secretly going there. Yeah, he's secretly be going all right. Yeah. Um, in, in an or you know an ordinary dog side, he's back goal kicking, so he does have you know a bit more base to him. Um, but again, he's a player you're gonna have to move on because he's not really going to be a, a finishing, uh, I guess, halfback. But yeah, um, I think we've seen enough that he can be an all right play. I had the decision between yeah. him and Cody Walker four weeks ago, and uh, I was kind of regretting it at one point because uh, Burton went. I think he went like fifty six, then 80, 80, 80, and Cody Walker went like. 88, 30, then 100 or something. So it's kind of worked out okay and it'll be good for round 17. But, uh, I mean, he's a good trade-in and against his old side... Mikey? Yeah, expect him, expect him to have a big one. And back at Penrith Stadium, where he did so much for us last year, he'll be ready to get one up on, on the Panthers. But looking at this game, like, I know I'm a Penrith support on that, but I really, I'm really not troubled by the guys they've named in the spots. I think they've done so much tactical stuff. If you didn't know, the six players that are coming in new all got the week off from New South Wales Cup last week. They're ready to go. Um, Ivan Cleary's learnt the lesson what happened to us last year, and I think they'll be ready to manage it through. The guys that they brought in are played with a lot of these other guys and it's not going to look like a New South Wales Cup side. I think they could still put a big number of points on the Bulldogs, but I expect the Bulldogs still to be hungry as well. Um, 
so yeah, like I, I don't like if I really want to make a play for the buy round, there's two guys. Like I could say goodbye to Cotter and I could go Cotter to Coruscant. I think Coruscant could be a bit of a sneaky play. I think most of these plays are short term, but uh, could you hold on to Coruscant for most of the year? Yes, and play him on matchup if you had to, and then bridge to Cook after the buy round. I think you could. Um, He's been playing brilliantly, and when the attacking stats are on, he's really good. Uh, Dylan Edwards off the back of 100. I like your thoughts there, boys. Um, I think he could be another sneaky play. And, uh, yeah, same same with Kurt Fors. I'm really wary. Like, you know, we saw Nathan Cleary play too hard in Origin last time and hurt his shoulder and was out for the rest of the year. I think it just sucks. If you're going to do a Kurt Fors play, um, O'Sullivan's the first man in that pecking order. So, yeah, I'm going to have uh, – it's going to be tough to make a decision. But, man, a part of me really wants to just make a play for Kurt Falls, but I don't think it might be a smart long-term play. I do like it. Before we go on to the next game, guys, um, do we see a world where we can sell Harry Grant, put Cotter up to hooker, and you know, use kind of use that money over the origin period to be able to boost your side with guns uh, for round 17, and then get him back with the lingering flu that he has, uh, the lingering injuries, origin, break-even of 166. Is there a world where you see yourself doing that? If you had more trades, even? Yeah, maybe if I had yeah. more trades. But the fact I've got Robson as me backup hooker, I'm, I'm fine just leaving Harry Grant there. I don't want to waste, I guess, two trades doing getting rid of Harry Grant and then bringing him back in. So I'm mm-hmm. happy just to sit him there. And I mean, if you have an Appier, a Robson, um, or even a Cotter, um, then you sh- you should be fine with Hooker. There's no really any need to get rid of Harry Grant. Um, but then again, if you're not happy with your side um, from, I guess, this point through to round 17, then I guess use his money because you think he's probably going to be managed um, all the way through. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's going to be for sure. I, I agree with your thoughts there. Um, it could be a really good play, but Savs, if you have the balls to do it. But if you've got a backup Hooker, why do it? Uh, you need to have over 20 trades to do it, I reckon, for sure, which I'm pretty sure none of us have. We don't, but, um, you know, you can move Cotter down and then move him back up when, um, you know, uh, someone like a Nat Butcher Peaks or something like that. Who knows? Could be a good one. Uh, yeah. There's still uh, a lot of trades in that it, process. It, it is. All right. Before we move on to the next game, let's uh, go to a quick break suffering from symptoms of same game multi minus try top sports same game multi where your odds stay strong some same game multis decrease with an extra leg reducing your returns get the most out of your multi with top sport the same game multi with strong prices on every leg so you win what you're expecting to win cure your multi minus by downloading the top sport app today brought to you by top sport feel the excitement don't let the game play you stay in control gamble responsibly Making sure you use the code SE Experience when signing up, lads. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, we've got Manly versus the Warriors, 7.30 on Saturday. This is a pretty super coach relevant game. We've got a lot of cheapies in the Manly backline playing. We've got Ruben Garrick absolutely killing it. Oh, a potential VC option. Um, on the other side of the park, Marcelo Montoya is flying. Uh, <laughs> Reese Walsh... Um, this will be my question of the week. Reese Walsh versus Ruben Garrick for a VC option. What do we think, guys? What team do you think is going to score more points? 
I think it's gonna, I mean, it's going to be like if you, 34 30 or something. I reckon. Okay, so you think that's going to be high scoring regardless? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that. I, I don't think either. Uh, with no DCE and and um, the Warriors, I guess, not exactly being too crash hot. What? I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. But I think um, Reese Walsh, she's obviously going to be the pod move. Not me. I don't know what his percentage is, but it's quite lowly owned. A lot of people actually bring in Garrick this week, and he'll probably go, you know, above fifteen, potentially up to twenty percent in ownership. And a lot of people probably have the VC on him because before that game, there's not really any, I guess, high ceiling plays, maybe except for maybe kick out that um, people might be VCing. So up to you, Saz, mate. If you want the, the pod move, Reese Walsh. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. He's done it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I think if I had Garrick, which I'm not, and he's probably the, the, the player I'm most scared not owning this week just because of what he can do. But, yeah, same reason. I want Johnson. I want Lomax. I want Graham. You can't have them all. So yeah. um, I'd definitely VC Garrick if I owned him this year, week and there'd be no one else I would VC. But, um, yeah, Reese Walsh is a pod. That that could work out, man. And not, th- not many others are going to th- be doing that. I think week. the captaincy is a, a big um, – um, where you it's can get, you can get uh, a leg up this week, and we'll have less players play. If you can get your captaincy options perfect, and you nail the pod, yeah, then having eleven or twelve players could beat a fifteen man squad. I think you and Aiken is one um, that is a potential captain option as well. Uh, running, oh, he's running at Olakwatu. If you have Olakwatu, he's a nice one as well. Um, no DCE, no turbo. That's what scares me of Olakwatu. Who's going to uh, feed him? Is Jerobo a buy? I actually had a look at him this week, <laughs> and I didn't like what I saw because I think if you're going to buy these guys, in it, you know, you, you're going to have to to sell most of them. That's why Angus cried, and I can't believe you're not doing it. Sabs, he's such a good buy purely. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, th- I think I think I'm going to do it. I was going to make a third trade, and that was Josh King to Joe Tapanay. That's not bad either. I yeah. had a really good look at Joe Tap at an end going, should I sell Payne Haskin? Yeah. But all these things, I'm selling someone that I probably shouldn't. So yeah. um, don't overthink it, guys. If you take a hit this week, you can make up for it. Um, just ensure that if you're going to make a hit, do you have a plan in place to run strong for the next wife and the run home? Like, it's not ideal, but it is what it is. Good call. I'm going to reconsider. But oh, I don't know. I like I like Nat Butcher as well because he's got a negative break even. But, yeah. but you're going to spend more trades doing that, and yep. you've already burned yeah, through quite a few. Right. Like that's what you've got to think. I do like Nat Butcher too, but Robbo keeps flicking them around, and yep. it would have been a good move last week. Yeah, I agree. And the last game, uh, Raiders versus the Roosters. Joseph Manu fullback for the Billy Smith owners. He's in finally. He's back, um, paid off faith with the owners. Uh, Nat Butcher at lock and Crichton at Tupanua on the edges. Guys, is there anything we like here? Look, it's 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 tough because I think there's so many good Roosters options. I think they're the team to target. But they are playing a Canberra stride that are almost at full strength. Like, they're not really missing anyone from Origin. Right? They're missing Papali'i, who has been awesome for them. And they've been playing good footy. Uh, but... Yeah, this one will probably be your close to your closest game of the round, I'm assuming, or in intensity. But yeah, all those guys you mentioned, Tupinil back on the second roll is probably a good play. Butcher, you've got Crichton, who, you know, uh, it, it's great for us, Jake, that he's playing this week. But now look at his ownership search. He's been working as a good pod for the past couple of weeks. But um, 
you know, uh, this will, this game is probably the one you want your captain in because you've got Joey Manu's upside and you've got Angus Crichton's security. So I see both of those guys having the highest ownership in captaincy. I agree. Um, do we also think Joe Tappany? What do we think of him? I think um, I, I, I had him earlier. I answered the last one. I had him earlier. You go. I, I, do, I do like I do like Joe Tarpane. Um He's pretty much he's guaranteed big minutes this week with no Josh Popoli in there. So, um, and even all he needs is really fifty minutes, and he he can get you seventy points. He's got an offload. He gets through so much work and runs. So um, he definitely has a high floor. Uh, just minutes has been the problem. Like Timmy was going to bring him in last week. I was talking to him on Sunday uh, on on the pod, and he was going to bring him in, but he was just like. What is Ricky? What is Ricky doing with these minutes? He's he's going playing forty one weeks, sixty the next, and he was just like, "No, nah, I'm just going to go Hudson Young, um, just on the guaranteed eighty. And I mean, he, he should have gone Tarpanay because he's yeah, he, he looks pretty good. And I mean, Sav, you did start with him, um, and I guess it was the minutes at that start of the season is the reason that you kind of got rid of him. But yeah, what do you reckon of him now? You. I th- I think the minutes are still a bit of a worry, but he at least he's kind of. Getting forty-five to fifty at least at the start of the season, Ricky was constantly putting him on for the first twenty and the last twenty, and that was it. Like he refused to change from that, and I hated that. I hated that. Um, so I think the fact that Papali's out for Origin, um, they're going well. I think that's the main thing. He's he's not going to he's not going to kind of sway away from what he's doing at the moment. So. I expect 60 minutes from him this week. I mean, we could get 65, 70. That would be absolutely awesome. So, um, yeah, I love him. I'm getting him in for Payne Haas right now. But, yeah. What was that? That's my stomach. I'm fucking hungry. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Are you actually selling Haas to, to tell No, he's not. Right. He's full of crap. Oh, no. I just did it, but I'll reconsider. I was going to do. Um, yeah, like I, I was considering it as well. Like Haas hasn't been. If I do, like, ha- if I do amazing. If I do Haas, I can do Haas to Tapane and uh, Tuolangi to Crichton, or I could do Josh King to Tapane and Tuolangi to Butcher. So I don't know. Kind of like the option. Well, you could save a trade. I don't think Haas is ain't doing that. He's not going to be <laughs> massive throughout the season. So I don't know. All right, let's move on, guys. Go! By your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Captain Planet, he's a hero. So I figured out that that wasn't what was copywriting us. It was uh, the news hot topics intro thing. So really, that's what it was. I did not expect it. I thought it was just a basic. Oh, I, well, I thought my um, shout out to um, Captain <laughs> Planet that might have saved us. Um, it's going to be a quick one today because uh, we've got to be gone by five. <laughs> So, uh, Mikey, what are you considering for the captains this week? I don't think I will change it, uh, but, yeah, VC Kikau. Uh, we didn't really talk about Kikau, but uh, I brought him in for the buy round and potential, like, 18th man kind of hold. But looking at it now, I will happily trade Kikau to build my numbers as he's just been like this. Um, but... Yeah, VC for Kikau. Uh, he didn't go too well against the Bulldogs last time. He's at his home ground, and I'm hoping he shows his new club what he's made of. And he'll have to set up this week. I'm not worried that uh, 
O'Sullivan, it'll, it'll be Kurt Falls playing on the left. I like his ball play and I like his kicks. And Kicks has been scoring a lot of tri- tries off kicks, funny enough. Um, but, yeah, he's a lot of them. Last week, I thought he was unlucky to be denied that try. Um, yeah, I'm going to – I think that'll be a pod VC because of these all these other Garrick options and stuff. I don't think – I think that's going to be a pod play, I'm hoping, which is why I'm doing it. And captaincy is going to be on Joey Manu. Um, if for some reason he gets flicked to centre and they put Suwali at fullback, I'll go to Crichton. But we've seen what he can do at fullback. He's been excellent, and his work rate will increase massively at fullback. He, that, I reckon that's his best position, and so do many others. So I think that's my the best thing I can do this week, and I've got to also go safe, but you know whatever I think is going to score me more, especially if I'm only going to run 10 to 11 players now. Jake, what direction are you going in for captains? Uh, pretty plain and boring. Oh, VC Garrick um, with, with a, I guess, the potential upside and then just play it safe with Angus Crichton. I don't have Joey Manu. Um, otherwise, I, you know, like Mike, you'll be like, what way do I go? But um, I think I'm going safe with Angus. He's dual try, so maybe he crosses over, gets me 80, 90 points, and I'll take it. Unless Garrick goes and scores 120. All right, so I'm VCing Walsh and captaining Manu, and my bold predictions are Manu, Walsh, Tapane, all 100 plus. Guy, oh, actually, I hope Manu doesn't go 100 plus because that means I probably would have looped and it would have been a yeah, bad loop. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really matter because uh, true, it's a free loop. Yeah, 100%. So you're not exactly taking in consideration any damage. Um, Jake, which direction are you going? Uh, bold predictions. Uh, I'm going to go Lola's going to score a try and score... Yeah, we'll we'll go ninety plus. I'm gonna go Garrick will score a ton as well and Angus Crichton will score a ton. Mikey Kurt Falls <laughs> to go uh, seventy no, he's gonna go uh yeah, we'll go seventy five plus. Panthers will win by twenty. Um and I will add to that Ruba Garrick under fifty. Uh, just because I am death riding the hell out of him. Um, just quickly, too, uh, let's. I'll quickly ask one question before we leave. Sorry to all the questions we couldn't answer, guys. It's been a bit hectic this week. Uh, we'll be really busy, but uh, we'll try and get to them. Um, VCing, uh, what is the the low? Like, what's the lowest 80, score you 80. take per loop? What, 80. 80 on, on this round, just to clear it up to watchers. Jake? Yeah, I'll probably take an 80. 80. 85, maybe. Even 70, um, 78, you would consider? No. no. I can, probably I, 80 plus. I'd consider 70 to 75, to be honest. Like, yeah. if I say Kikau goes and gets me 75, but he's got four impending offloads, some tackle busts that a yeah. miss, I'll take it. In a yeah. round like this where, to be honest with you, like, there's the no clear high upside. are going to yeah. be Manu Garrick and all that. What if they flunk and not get any attacking stats and blah, blah, blah? Then a 70 is going to be good. Um, yeah, I guess it just all depends on how the rest of your team go at that point. But, um, yeah, I think I'm not going to be greedy this week. Um, 75 would be good, I reckon, is the minimum for me. I agree. I like it. 
hopefully um, it's a big week this week and uh, all the popular players score well so we all have a respectable score. Sorry for the quick episode, guys. Um, it's been really hectic the last few weeks so we'll get back to normal trading as per usual very soon enough. Uh, the Sunday pods are still there. We've got Maxi back this Sunday. Guys, make sure to go over to iTunes and Spotify and give us a rate. Um, that really helps us out. And we have a YouTube channel for the people who listen uh, on the audio platforms. So uh, head over to YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, you can see all the cool graphics and stuff. Jake, you had something? Uh, d- so do both of you guys have to go? Because I'm happy to just take control and just go through these questions. If you want to do yeah, that, awesome. if you yeah, want to do I'll that, that's go. perfect. Five, ten minutes. Perfect. All right, Harry, for Jake the hero, man. Uh, you got, uh, plug the Captain Planet song again, bro, please. Yep. All right. Cheers, Jake, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> see you, guys. Good luck, Super Coach, and let's hope my 10 plays don't burn me too hard. Adios. All right, now those two um, flunks have gone.